0: It's another episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora back to talk more Luke Cage Season 2 on Netflix. And before we dive into it, a big thank you to the sponsors for this week's episode, Adam Tickets. Head over to cinemageekly.com slash Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page. Pick up some movie tickets or gift card for the movie fan in your life. And uh, there's less great movies out right now. You can still go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, you can still go see The Rock versus a building in Skyscraper. Uh, other than that, look, there's other movies that are out there, where I don't know. Maybe you were into them. Maybe other people are. I'm sure other people are, and good for <laughs> them. But I'm not looking forward to seeing Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation, no. <laughs> which looks like a bunch of monsters on the beach. And uh Mamma Mia, here we go again. I know my my oldest daughter is dying to see this because she's watched yes. M- Mama Mia on Netflix five I times. I am already. I
1: am with your daughter. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> so she's <laughs> she's totally into going to see this. Um you can pre-order if none of that stuff interests you though, uh you can pre-order some tickets uh for movies that haven't come out yet. Christopher Robin is on the verge of coming out, starring Ewan McGregor. Mission Impossible Fallout and uh I would recommend instead of watching Titans on the DC Universe go watch Teen Titans Go to the movies. Uh instead which I'm sure my youngest is super excited for. Have you watched any of that Teen Titans Go cartoon?
1: I I have, yeah. It's I actually re- like it.
0: It's really <laughs> weird.
1: <laughs> it
0: is. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> um that just goes to show you, that just goes to show you the maturity level of the host of the show. I'm like, my youngest daughter loves that show. And then Aurora chimes in with, I love it too. Yes. <laughs> um, I watched it and it was a bit too weird for me. Uh, most of the time, I I mean, look, I haven't given the show a fair shot. Uh, because I, I've mostly caught it in the middle of things. And I'm like, this is just mm. weird and random. What is happening right now? And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to judge you. Or the people who watch it, because I haven't given it a fair shot yet, so that does not count. Uh, anyway, we're here to talk about something closely tied to Teen Titans Go: Luke Cage on Netflix. Uh, they're very similar programs in a lot of ways, uh, in that they are shows on television yeah, that a lot people of people
1: with superpowers.
0: Watch. Yes, and people watch go. them. So, so many similarities right there. Other than that, completely different, I think. (laughs) Uh, We're here to talk about Episodes 5 and 6. Let's jump in. Uh, Starting with Episode 5 called All Sold Out. And we begin with Cockroach suing Luke for his attack on him.
1: Yep, so you were right.
0: Yeah, Luke signs up with, uh, well, he goes and gets uh, his buddy, Foggy Nelson. Mm -hmm. And I could watch a Luke Cage, Foggy Nelson buddy show. Yep. All day, every day. They're hilarious
1: together. 100%. Yes. Uh,
0: Luke agrees to pay him $100,000 rather than risk going to court. Uh, At which point, he then meets uh, financial broker Raymond Jones, a.k.a. Piranha. And he invests uh, the money from Mariah Dillard's sale to Bushmaster in the plastics company of Mike Higgins, who Dillard blackmails into agreeing to a corporate merger That increases the profits of her new shares considerably. Higgins subsequently disappears, while Mariah uses her new legitimate fortune to open a family first center in Harlem. She reveals all of this to her daughter, hoping that they can run the center together. Piranha throws a party to celebrate their successful venture, and hires Luke, who is looking for a way to pay Cockroach back. So he's making an appearance fee here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Luke ultimately saves Piranha when some of Bushmaster's men attempt to kidnap him. Misty Knight is gifted her robotic arm by uh, the one that was gifted to her by Colleen and Danny Rand. Mm -hmm. And she considers framing Cockroach before finding his body headless. Mm -hmm. At the opening of her center, Mariah discovers the severed heads of Cockroach Higgins... And Shade's employee, Ray Ray. Uh, What did you think of episode five?
1: I mean, I want to start with saying that I think this is a happy ending. Mm -hmm. Because Cockroach is dead.
0: (laughs) Oh, He was an asshole.
1: He was an asshole. And I'm so glad that this just got resolved by just someone cutting his head off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Happy ending.
1: Happy ending. Um, (laughs) And... I, the thing I loved the most about this episode was Foggy.
0: Oh, he was great.
1: Like, I loved that character so much, and I was so happy to see him in this mm-hmm. episode. Um, and he had so many funny moments as well. Like, when he's negotiating with Piranha about how much they're going to pay Luke, he's like, $50,000. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Luke, what, I, what my associate meant to say was $150,000.
1: 150000
0: I, I mean, so, yeah, I, I love this because... He's got the hundred thousand dollars that he owes to Cockroach. The barber mm-hmm. shop is on uh, something you're familiar with, Aurora. It's on the final days yes. of its lease mm-hmm. and is about to is about to lose it unless he can pay for it. That sort of thing, right? As well, and he remembers a talk he had with Foggy about like how much money Beyonce once got mm-hmm. for making a public appearance or whatever at a thing. And he starts. He decides that he's going to start reaching out. And there's like this montage of him contacting mm-hmm. people for jobs. And there's like one guy who wants him to fight like animals. Okay.
1: Be honest. Would you watch that show?
0: Oh yeah.
1: hundred percent. Right. Like, when I... he said, we can start small. Maybe you can fight a honey badger. Honey badger? I was like, please, <laughs> please make this happen.
0: He's like, do you think you can take a honey badger? <laughs> and then Luke calls him. He's like, how much did you say Beyonce got for that appearance? Uh, <laughs> The the weird, I love that it ends with like, it escalates eventually. And then eventually he fights a shark. Yeah. That's I, I would have went with like a bear though. Like a, you yeah. know, that would have been amazing or yes. an elephant.
1: Yeah. A lion.
0: <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's like a whole host of these, uh, conversations and eventually it basically ends with him getting this deal with Piranha who's kind of like a Luke Cage super fan. Mm -hmm. Sort of like his office is filled with like all of these collectibles, like bullets that hit him. Yep. And he's like, how did you get this stuff? And he's like, man, that stuff goes up on eBay. Like real quick. He's, uh, he's Piranha is both a likable and hateable character. Yeah. Like he's so charismatic and poppy. And just up all the time. Mm-hmm. He's kind of hard not to smile at.
1: Yeah, yeah. But he's
0: also kind of a big douche. Yes. Uh, I mean.
1: Yeah, he, he did a good job. I like that actor a lot. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: He, I mean, and, and look, he says, he says, you're my hero for hire. And right. that got me excited because that's what him, that's what Power Man, Luke Cage and mm-hmm. Iron Fist are eventually are right. heroes for hire. And, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of this episode was Luke sort of just coming to the realization that, you know, he might as well prosper in some way from this. Like, it seems like he doesn't want to be paid for actually doing what he thinks he has to do, but showing up at parties, like, it was so weird. He's just like, what do I do? Do I... Just take pictures with people. Oh my or... god! And
1: that guy at the party that that like broke a bottle on his head. <laughs> That's that takes some balls because I mean, that, my oh my god,
0: that was really funny. <laughs> so he's he's uh, does not Luke does not know what to do here. He's just kind of the awkward guy at the party who doesn't want to be there, and he's standing around. And every now and again, people will come up and take like selfies with him, and the flashes are blinding him. Right. And he doesn't look happy in any of these pictures, really. And then, you know, one dude is just, like, drunk, clearly drunk out of his mind. And he's like, I'm going to smash a bottle on the indestructible guy. And Luke gets pissed. He grabs him by the throat, hoists him into the air, and, like he looks at his friends and he's like, are you guys getting this? He's so excited. He's so, I'm being choked by Luke Cage. <laughs> he was so, he was so excited about it. And before,
1: one uh, uh, of the other guys asked if he can, uh, like, who was, who was it? Can he like lift more than the Hulk?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. There, uh, I mean, some, and there was a great moment with, um, uh, Uh, Foggy when they come in there because he's like, like, is that Ghostface Killer up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke goes, yeah, and he's like, also Method Man wrote a song about me once we hang out. And Foggy's like, oh, I gotta get superpowers.
1: (laughs) And Foggy also told uh, Luke that he should get a mask.
0: Oh, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's like, look, I'm giant, black, and bulletproof. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) he said a Lone Ranger mask is not going to protect my identity. Right. Right. Uh, I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah, so much. Of Although that, I would love so to
1: together. see Luke Cage in a like full on suit.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, he does I have one of the be comics. Amazing. I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, those the, <laughs> those two are so great together. And Piranha becomes like a, a the whole. I mean, that whole scene. Like, it's there's a lot that's played for laughs, but mm-hmm. it quickly becomes apparent to the audience and to Luke that he sort of feels like he's a circus attraction here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like he's not a human. He's a, you know, look at the bearded lady, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it goes full circle at the end. When Piranha gets up on stage, he's like, you know, Luke, come up here. Cause he runs into, uh, Luke runs into shades. Right. And they start talking about, um, the stuff with, um, Bushmaster and some other things. And Luke gets kind of called up on stage and piranha just pulls out a gun and he's like who wants to shoot the bulletproof guy yeah like it's just turned into like a sideshow and uh you know that's when bushmasters guys start putting down fire and trying to take out luke cage and then shades actually helps luke yeah there's like there's like that uh there's like that team up and then you know uh piranha's kind of has one of those sudden changes of heart when he realizes his life's in danger Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'll just pay you whatever you want. Just keep me safe. You know, that sort of thing. Like a minute ago, he was like, you're my sideshow attraction. Right. And so much fun stuff, uh, happens with, happens with that as well. Like doesn't, I think Luke like tosses him to safety and he like hurts his ankle or something.
1: Yeah. But that's in the next episode. It is in the next episode. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit.
0: Uh, And he's <laughs> Luke's getting shot at. and He's like, ah, my ankle. <laughs> uh, he's he's an that's me. An, that will be me. That's is it me right there? Yes. Everyone else is taking fire. You're like, I <laughs> I stubbed my thumb on a rock. Somebody pull on the thumb, please. Listen,
1: I am not a superhero. <laughs> no,
0: no, neither am I. I mean, that would also that would also be me. <laughs> they're like we got to get out of here and it's like i can barely walk it hurts <laughs> <laughs> um uh for any any further thoughts on the other, other other stuff you enjoyed other than of course the happy ending of cockroach being dead oh, i yeah, like that i like that by the way that scene with um misty and uh cockroach's wife, wife? girlfriend i think,
1: I think it's, yeah i don't know if it's, it's his wife or not but yeah his that partner was,
0: that was a that was a great scene that i'm sure many Abuse victims could probably mm-hmm. relate to she had no uh she didn't really have any faith in the police to be able to yeah. help her
1: right yeah
0: and you've and you've got misty um, kind of constantly unsure like this between these two episodes she's starting on this arc where she is starting to realize more and more that. The police can't do the job that like Luke Cage can do, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her job is to either keep playing by the rules or turn into her. If she's going to stay a police officer, she's either going to have to keep doing what she's doing and not getting any results, or she's going to have to turn into her partner, who is a corrupt um, police officer, right? You know that sort right. of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean that scene with the uh, with cockroach uh, wife. That's what like made her. Want to plant the evidence?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, there was another scene on this episode that I I thought it was funny. That yeah. uh, it's in the barber shop, and Misty meets with Luke, and that's where Luke when uh, Luke tells her that Cockroach is suing him. Yeah. Um, and she says, "Well, you know, you could call Danny, and he can give you the one hundred thousand dollars." Yep. And I was like, "Why just do that, Luke?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's not that guy. I know he's that. not that
1: guy, but I mean Danny Rennie's rich.
0: Yeah, I mean he'd do it. <laughs> he'd probably buy the barbershop.
1: shop. Of yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Uh maybe he will. I don't know.
1: Mm. Uh
0: I was I was kind of hoping we would see him in this episode. I don't mm-hmm. know. Did you did you um did you watch the trailer for the season two, uh, Iron Fist season two?
1: I have not yet.
0: Okay. Cause it looks like a lot of fun. And from what people are saying, the Iron Fist, that's sort of rebranded a mm-hmm. little bit, which, you know, I think we're going to be on kind of a wait and see to right. see if that's true, but I've heard a lot of people say he's a better character in, in Luke Cage that that same character is tr- is transferring over to the new Iron Fist season. Good. So, uh, and it looks like fun. So we shall see.
1: We shall uh, see.
0: Uh, any more thoughts on All Sold Out? And if not, what would you give it?
1: I'm going to give it a solid four.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I gave it four and three quarters. I Ooh, love this episode. Nice. So much. Uh, yeah, I was, it was a nice break a little bit from things. Mm-hmm. It was nice to inject a little bit of humor and a little bit of fun. Right. Um, before and
1: just, end, I just ended, ended with again. three, p- <laughs> three heads and spikes.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, but that was a happy ending. Cockroach. It, it
1: was, it was. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, that scene where Misty breaks in and she's following like the blood trail. I'm like, oh man, this is going to end poorly. It's going to be like his wife. She's dead. And right. she was right because she, you know, that's part of the speech she was mm-hmm. giving her was mm-hmm. you have no idea how many of these cases that have ended where I'm seeing your like essentially your body on the floor. Right. And then she comes in and sees all that blood. And I'm like, oh, my God, it, this took a dark turn. And then it's cockroach's body and there's no head. and I'm like, whoa, yeah. what? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, big fan. Big fan. Happy (laughs) endings all around. Uh, All right, let's talk about season two, episode six. It's called The Basement. Mariah refuses to cooperate with the police despite a shared history with Ridenour. Misty confesses to Ridenour about wanting to frame Cockroach, but when he chooses to not discipline her over it, she quits out of guilt. Uh, Luke and Piranha go into hiding as Bushmaster's men scour the neighborhood for them. Luke insists that he will take Piranha to the police, despite Piranha wanting to pay Luke as his hero for hire. After a discussion about their respective fathers, Luke decides to take Piranha to Lucas's church for protection. Shades and Comanche unsuccessfully search for Piranha and reminisce about their relationship in prison. Comanche believes that Shades should get rid of Mariah and become a crime lord. The crime lord of Harlem. Mm -hmm. Shades later tells Mariah about following Bushmaster to the restaurant, uh, the Jamaican restaurant where he hangs out, and she plans what they will do to his acquaintances once they find Piranha, who has control of their money right now. Mm
1: -hmm. Luke
0: contacts Bushmaster, and the two decide to meet and fight. One-on-one, no weapons, all fairness, If Luke wins, Bushmaster leaves Harlem. If Bushmaster wins, he gets Piranha. The fight ends with Cage being paralyzed by a holistic substance, essentially throwing some dirt in his eyes, and Luke gets kicked into a river to drown, presumably. Uh, But since this is only episode six, I'm going to go ahead and guess not drowned, because it's only halfway through the season. (laughs) but uh to to say the least, Bushmaster did not fight fair, or in right. fact Luke had had him beaten mm-hmm. essentially until he cheated right. It's classic pro wrestling just throw throw the baby powder in the eyes, <laughs> hit the guy in the balls, and then roll him up and that's exactly what <laughs> happened here he's a he's a good old fashioned pro wrestling heel this bushmaster is right uh, what did you think of episode six?
1: um I have some problems with this episode. Okay. Um the first problem I have is the transition from the last episode to this one mm-hmm. was very confusing to me. Okay. Because last episode we are left with Piranha asking Luke to be his hero for hire, right? Yeah. And like you have to protect me from the Jamaicans. Mm-hmm. Um and you he- like they are just standing both of them in the street. And you hear police sirens in the background. hmm And then this episode, you start with them running away yes. from the Jamaicans. No police around. No. And I, w- and I was like, wait, I actually went back and I thought that I missed something.
0: Yeah, like he would accidentally started another episode. Yes. An yeah. Because
1: I was like, wait, what happened? Where's the police? Why are they running now? Like he got rid of the Jamaicans that were in the car.
0: Mm-hmm. What happened? <laughs> yeah, he beat up a bunch of those dudes, right, yeah.
1: yeah, um,
0: I don't know what happened either,
1: yeah, I was very confused uh with that, um I did like the fighting scenes in this episode. They were really good,
0: yeah, and a really on a really scenic, beautiful shot of like this. Kind of like this long but narrow bridge where there's not yes. a lot of walkway. Yes. And all these great shots of the city and there's just mm-hmm. these two dudes like fighting on it.
1: Yes. Really um, cool. But that's my other problem.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> because one, I don't understand that plan from the Cage. Like right. just fight Bushmaster in the middle of the day. And I mean, he knows, you know, this guy is dirty already so why trust that he's gonna keep his prom i don't i don't understand why what he was thinking
0: well i mean it is a yeah it's a it's a little unclear there's uh so like in this episode we get a little bit about we get a a teeny bit about bushmaster we've we've gotten a little bit about him in the past mostly his uh motivation for doing what he's doing right Uh, But here, like, they're in the restaurant in, like, uh, I'm not sure where it is. Maybe it's in Queens or something. And they're watching the news footage of, like, the severed heads or Mm -hmm. whatever. He's Mm -hmm. smiling. He's so proud of the dastardly thing he's done. And all of his compatriots, all of his friends and family, maybe, all of these people who know him, that don't know that he's doing this, they're just like well, that's bullshit, that's cowardly. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. that's not,
0: you know, that's not power, that's fear. And you can see, like, the disappointment on his face. Right. Uh, So I like that we get a little, we we get, like, little bits of that. That was nice. Uh, With Luke, like, with this thing with Bushmaster, I mean, it's weird, okay? Maybe Bushmaster felt like he needed to try to take out Luke Cage or to prove that, you know, that he was just as tough as Luke Cage to... I don't know. Maybe to just I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to like be in his head space here a little bit. Maybe but, but, to
1: but, but I mean but Luke is the one that set up the fight.
0: Well he did here, yes. Um, I'm just I'm just trying to think that maybe Bushmaster wanted to make sure that he wouldn't have any he wanted to make sure he could get through Luke Cage in case Luke Cage tried to stop him, but his target isn't Luke, it's really Mariah, which is right. also Somebody who Luke is going after.
1: Right, right.
0: And maybe Luke took this situation too naively and that's, that's that they had I'm,
1: That's why I'm, I'm kind of like, this is where we need Claire.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> because <laughs> he's, Claire he's will not right support this, this plan. No. <laughs> maybe he's looking at this too naively that he's like, look, we have the same enemy. I mean, because this is also a thing Bushmaster tells him before they really get to fighting. Mm-hmm. He's right. like, "Look, we have a common enemy. Why not team up and take care of her?" And then Luke correctly notes like, y- "You've killed people. I'm the mm-hmm. for better or for worse, I'm the hero of Harlem. You've got to get out of here." Yep. And I I think Luke naively thought that because Bushmaster's enemy is also his enemy, even though he's gone uh through more drastic means to getting to her, that maybe they could do it like this without having to hurt anyone else. Right. uh, That sort of thing. And superheroes tend to be a little naive sometimes about meeting villains for the first time, and then the villains always do something villainous, and (laughs) then they learn their lesson to not, you know, I don't think Luke will make this mistake again.
1: I mean, he's he's drowning in a river, so I hope he learned his lesson.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully lesson learned on that one. Yeah. But no, I can I, I can understand. It is confusing. Like to me, for me, that's just like I'm like head I'm like mm-hmm. head cannoning that stuff. It hasn't been said. I'm just sort of trying to piece it together for myself. And in that way, it kind of makes some sense. But you know, that's just me uh, trying to piece it together. That's not what they did in the show. And I can totally understand if you're just like, why would he do that? Yeah, it was doesn't what? make much. Sense. Yeah,
1: and you know, we, throughout this whole episode, you have. The like the Jamaicans have these taxi cabs, um, yes. and they're like patrolling the area, to, trying to find locations. Jamaican and,
0: flags on them, which yes. clearly give them away.
1: Yes, and also a bad idea. The cops don't pick up on this. O- only until, like Luke has to call Misty and tell her to look for those cars. Yes. It just blew my mind that cops cops didn't even realize this. All these black cars were just going around with flashlights yes. <laughs> looking for people. Yes. Um, and then Luke Cage takes Piranha to his uh, father's church. Yes. Um, he lives. leaves him there. And then he walks right out of the main entrance.
0: Mm-hmm. In the middle and, of the
1: day. In the middle of the day and stands on the stairs. And that's where he calls Bushmaster. And, and I was like... Everybody's looking for you and you're just giving away
0: Yes. Your location
1: and probably where Piranha is.
0: <laughs> Quite possibly. Yes. If you can track that sort of thing.
1: I mean maybe I'm just being picky, but I there were so many things in this episode I was like, What are you doing, Lukeesh?
0: No, I had that same exact <laughs> thought watching the episode. Like you just went out in the middle of the day. Yeah. In this church with these huge doors like it, it seems like an attention grabbing location, yeah so people would be looking at it it seems almost impossible that nobody didn't see him coming and out and
1: a lot of so. people in Harlem know that he his father is the you know the minister at that church yes so <laughs>
0: <sighs> what you gonna do uh yeah there there is definitely there's i mean it is it it is like nitpicking but they're good nitpicks though, because if there if enough of them add up, right, then it's it becomes harmful. I don't think it ever quite got to the stage where it became very harmful for the episode, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of questionable stuff, right, great. Right. That I'm just like, huh, okay. I mean, all right. Well, I'll roll with it and see what happens, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I'm sure we will. Uh, but yeah, I noticed. I noticed some of these as well. And you know what? I think when it comes to the Bushmaster fight, I think he just he knows the first fight wasn't really a fight, it was Bushmaster, essentially sucker punching him yeah. and catching him off guard. And I think Luke thought in a straight up one on one environment he could take this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. He just he wasn't did. expecting yeah. him to be all cheaty. Right. Uh and he did make Bushmaster bleed. So he did. Yeah. He is less powerful than Luke. That has been that has mm-hmm. been established. Mm-hmm. Despite uh, despite his herbal essences, which I think is a shampoo, but uh, (laughs) it is (laughs) whatever. (laughs) It's uh, it's all the same. I I read herbal somewhere, and uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And and you know what? The other thing that bothered me is the fact that all these bad guys keep having normal guns. Trying to fight Lokesh, like, are they not learning that they
0: can't kill him? Oh yeah, I mean, this has been an <laughs> issue since like, I can forgive everything in the first season, but like the second season on, everybody knows he's the bulletproof superhero. Yeah. So why people keep trying? Is I don't know. Yeah. Maybe at this point it's become a distractionary technique where it's like he'll pay attention to us if we're shooting at him, and that'll give somebody else a chance to hit him with a baseball bat, which will also not it, work. Yeah, it
1: won't work. Yeah,
0: somebody I mean, you can take a chainsaw to this man and it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure what their plan is, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where it's like, look, we have to be bad guys. So we've got to try. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> we must
1: I, have guns.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, I applaud them for their perseverance the and the effort, the yeah, effort. Yeah, a for effort. They, they are really trying. <laughs> And I I guess look, if you're not trying you're you're dying. Yep. So <laughs> in this case, it doesn't really matter if they try, they'll die oh, anyway. They'll
1: die anyway. Exactly. But, uh
0: you know, I guess it's better to look on the positive side of things than the negative, Aurora. So <laughs> I I will applaud them for their their stupid, stupid behavior. Uh all right, well, what would you give episode six then based off of uh how many how many points did these uh these nitpicks knock off of your final score?
1: I mean, if I only considered what I discussed, I yeah. would give the episode a three. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a higher score because I really, really, really liked all the scenes with Shade and his right hand man.
0: Yeah, that, that was a that was a really great scene where they're sitting in the barbershop. Yes.
1: And the fact that it came out that they were like an actual couple in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I love that you know, them just sitting with the back, their backs to each other and just having that conversation. I love that whole scene. Yeah. Um, so that bumped up my score. So I'm going to give it a
0: 3.5. Okay. So that's like right about where I was. I gave it, I, I have typed down here soft three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a good episode as well. Uh, not the best of the season, but right serviceable.
1: But it was Even a good
0: cliffhanger, d- despite a couple of flaws and a good cliffhanger. Cliffhanger,
1: and I- I'm hoping that now that Misty quit the police force, maybe she can become like her own superhero. So let's yeah, say. so
0: so I've got to ask a question before we go about mm-hmm. this Misty Night metal arm. So she's got this arm, and we've seen in the first episode we talked about there's she's learning how to you know use it, grip mm-hmm. the, grip the coffee mug and stuff like right. that. Right. And then I don't know if you noticed this. I feel like. I wasn't seeing things. On this metal arm, there's a shot where it appears that she has a button. Not unlike on Ant-Man, where you can, like, press it with his thumb to make Mm. himself shrink down. I swear to you, I saw a button. Hmm. And I'm like, does she have, like, can, like, she press it, like, and she like super punch stuff like Luke Cage does. Can she like punch through like a brick wall or whatever with this metal arm? Is it like a super metal arm? I mean, it-
1: there's a, a scene in a scene where she like breaks a metal. Yes. A metal part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm wondering if like, it's got more tricks in it mm. than, uh, than just allowing her to grab hold of things.
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: I hope so. I mean, cause you mentioned now that she's done, Uh, Mm -hmm. She decided, look, I can't keep doing the job like this, and I can't turn into Scarf. By the way, there were some great flashbacks to stuff with her and Scarf. Right. Yeah. Where you can see in a lot of situations, he kind of even had his heart in the right place. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, these guys are guilty. Yeah. We know they're guilty. It's just this stupid...
1: Yeah, trying to speed up the process of getting them out of the street. Yeah, yeah,
0: the stupid roadblock is in our way, and we, you know, can't we just move it? Like, we know they're guilty. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, But they can't move it because that's part of the justice system. Yeah. And she's like, I can't do that. I can't be Scarf. I have to quit. Right. And now she can just do it the Luke Cage way. Yeah. Or she can team up
1: with Colleen and just fight crime with her. Oh,
0: my God. They'd be a great team, too. (laughs) I mean, they already were a great team. So more more of that, please.
1: Yeah, I want Colleen, Misty, and Patsy to come together. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that would be it. Well, I mean, you know, we're not really sure where we stand on Patsy right now. True,
1: true. Super yeah. Patsy. Yeah.
0: Which is, by the way, an awesome superhero name. Yeah. Super Patsy. I'm pretty sure that's what Lee Harvey Oswald was. He was a Super Patsy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to go with that name. Probably not. If they did, though... I'll give you all the money I currently have, (laughs) uh, because that's a genius idea. Actually, you should be giving me the money. It's my idea. (laughs) Yeah, you
1: heard it here first.
0: (laughs) Yeah, super patsy. (laughs) Saturday mornings on Nickelodeon. Uh, So yeah, uh, a, a fun episode. I'm looking more forward, I think, to what is coming after, so... Uh, We'll see how that goes. That's the podcast for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. and hit subscribe. That way you can hear us come back next week talk about Luke Cage Season 2, Episode 7, On and On, and Episode 8, If It Ain't Rough, It Ain't Right.